It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy home opener, everyone, and what a happy home opener it ended up being for the Indians as they were able to beat the White Sox 5-3 to thanks to an absolutely superb performance by Mike Clevenger today. I mean, I don't know if there's enough words for that performance. One hit, three walks, 12 strikeouts. You know, let's see, his total batters, he faced 25 batters. He struck out nearly half of the players that he faced. Um... No, there were some some scares in there with the bullpen um, being the bullpen and those, you know, again, I trust Brad Hand at the back of it, but those pieces in between are just, yeah. Um, can we uh, can we call up Henry Martinez, please? Um, but on the other side, uh, Ivan Nova was quite good for the White Sox. The Indians had... Uh, some luck go their way that eighth inning was just odd i don't think there's a better way to put it than calling it odd when you look at uh, how they were able to score in the eighth let me pull up the exacts of it because you're just sitting there going really this is how they're gonna so you have a walk a double an intentional walk an error a single a walk a walk so they scored the fourth and uh the fifth and the fourth run via walk. So, uh, not what you expect, but hey, you know, I think everyone will gladly take a victory. Um, speaking just of performances, how about Carlos Santana and what he has done this year? Uh, for, he's a guy who's more of a notorious slow starter, but he is clearly happy to be back in Cleveland. He's hitting the cover off the ball. He is the Indians' best hitter by a significant margin. Frankly, at this point in the year, no one's even close. Again, we're maybe 2% into the into the year, so uh, a lot can change. But it is really nice to see him coming out and playing well now because, again, he's a guy who's typically more known for picking it up in the second half. So if he connects through the full year, we uh, we could be in for something special with Santana. The other thing I was very excited about, um, maybe more so than uh, Santana's continued high performance or Jose Ramirez's two hits, and almost on par with Mike Clevenger's performance, was m- the fact that they moved uh, Naquin down to eighth in the batting order. And he responded with a hit. Um, he is still the least productive hitter through four games the Indians have. So it's, uh, you know, it's not, well, I'm sorry, second least behind uh, Stamets, who. I know he's, and I can tell you he's a plus defender at shortstop, but at some point, you just have to wonder, is it worth what they're giving up in terms of him being, you know, worse than your average pitcher so far this year when he steps in the batter's box? For the second half of the podcast today, I'm kind of going to go through and just give what would be my ideal Indians lineup based on the players they have in the majors and the minors. I'm not going to go out and, and project any players to the team. I'm just going to say based on who they have, we're going to kind of dive into that for the second half of the show today. Now, the Indians uh, 
had to deal with the Browns and, you know, the Odell Beckham conference and every, and him being in town and the start of OTAs and, uh, with the rough start to the year, wasn't a, you know, a need win, but this is one of those wins that definitely helps. It's a fan base was upset by the off season, more upset by their owners, bonehead remarks, an offense that was utterly atrocious with a bunch of names that nobody really knew unless you're a real deep baseball fan. It, it was kind of a perfect storm to set the Indians up for a, you know, a, a, a lot of negativity. So coming in, getting this win, it's, it's a big step forward. Going back to Clevenger, one could make, I think, the point at this point in his career that the most valuable player the Indians could ever have, and I would not trade him. So let me just say that here. But their most valuable trade asset, if they would ever consider it, is Clevenger. Now, you might be like, wait a second, this is a team with Ramirez and Lindor and everyone else. But at the end of the day, pitchers always have the most value. Frontline pitchers, and especially those who cannot be a free agent until 2023. That's right. For as good as Clevenger is and what he has shown, this is a guy who is going to be in Cleveland for four more seasons, minimum. And with Lindor refusing to uh, to sign an extension at this point, and what we saw from him last year uh, and the year before, frankly, and what he started doing this year, of all the players on the Indians lineup, and he is still making league minimum at this point, so there is a evaluation where it makes sense for him to sign a contract, especially because he was not a huge bonus player when he was drafted by the Angels. He got a close to slot when he was drafted in the fourth round. So he's never gotten big money. He has been in this position here where you know he's going to become arbitration eligible at the end of this year. But if they were to kind of rip up this year and offer him a contract that maybe buys out a year of free agency, now is the time. This is the guy that they should be going after. Um, this is the player they should be locking up. His What's been great to see with his performance over, frankly, the last three years is you know that walk rate's going down every year, the home run rate. <coughs> Sorry, everyone. Again, illness. Uh, I'm getting better, though. And uh, I apologize to anyone who has sensitive hearing. Uh, but with the, with the home run rate is slightly decreased. But he is, you know, a 27-year-old pitcher who's just kind of scratching his full surface of potential. And, you know, there's a, a world where he could be the Indians' ace next year. If age catches up to Kluber, Kluber if they trade Kluber, if they trade Bauer, if, you know, Carrasco doesn't quite... Uh, you know, get back to his full heights that we've seen in the past, and just at the rate that he is drastically improving, what a trade by the Indians to get Clevenger for Vinny Pistano, who would, uh, let me pull it up right now, let's see how many innings the Angels got out of Vinny Pistano after they uh, acquired him from the Indians. Uh, he would pitch uh, 9.2 and 11.2, so uh, 21.1 innings for the Angels, his war value, even though, you know, this is really has, is, you know, not, 
war for relievers, as I've stated before, is not really a great statistic. But when you look at it, he was actually pretty decent for the Angels in 2014. Uh, 2015, not so much. And, you know, he was a, a positive point one. But, you know, Pastano for Clevenger is soon going to be up there with the uh, Broussard the and Perez deals that netted uh, Astrupal Capera and Shinshu Chu. And some of those other great just under-the-table trades, you know, Eddie Tobinsey for Kenny Lofton, the, the trades that no one really pays attention to that end up being important. So, again, you've been listening, and I appreciate it. Um, you know, this is kind of your reminder. You can tell your smart device to play Locked On Indians. You can listen on the Himalaya app. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, and we really appreciate the subscriptions and the reviews. We're averaging about 100 uh, 100 listens per show, which is great. We're going to hope to keep growing, getting that up bigger. Some of the uh, fellow MLB uh, podcasts on the network, um, the Angels and the Red Sox have uh, have broken the top 200, which is awesome for this uh, brand new service that we have. So it's really great to see uh, the network growing as a whole. Blue Chew, bluechew.com. You heard me talk about it every day. If you've always been curious about the little blue pill and you want to try it discreetly for a low, low price of $5, you're only paying for shipping, go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code MLB. Go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code MLB to get a free trial. You're only paying for the shipping. You will have to answer some questions. It doesn't take very long. Bluechew.com. Okay, so we are back at it. And as I mentioned before, the second half of the show, I wanted to kind of look at if I was Terry Francona, what I would do with the Indians, what lineup would be the lineup I want to see every day. Now I'm going to go with the uh, the current players. This means I do not have access to, to Lindor, Zimmer, or Kipnis. And I, but I am going to allow myself the option of recalling any players that are in the minor leagues or on the 40-man roster as it currently is. <coughs> so when you kind of go through that list of players you know the uh the upper minors don't have a whole lot that uh are going to stand out as you know there's there's bobby bradley eric haas oscar mercado um yu chang who will be in my lineup unsurprisingly but those are really kind of the names that are it in terms of players on the 40 man who are currently on the upper minors so if i was tito francona what would my lineup be on most days well, I would start off with Martin in center field leading off. Um, while he has not been great, he's still been better than most. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs when a 495 OPS, even four games in, is good for fourth best on your team. Uh, I'll keep Ramirez in that two spot. He has struggled this year. Saw some signs of life on uh, on Monday. But uh, when he is healthy, he is the Indians' best, most well-rounded hitter. Also, their best base runner by a pretty good margin. Even though he doesn't have plus speed, he always gets the most out of it. I'm putting Santana in the three spot. Um, he's always been an on-base machine. He doesn't strike out a lot, and there's power there. 
and the four spot, I will put Hanley Ramirez, who has been the Indians' second best hitter so far this season. Uh, you know, I've been very incredulous if that will keep up or not, but uh, at this point, the 35-year-old DH is the second most productive player they have, and I'll put him in the four spot. Hitting fifth, I'm going to go a little unconventional here, and in right field, and I'm going to put Greg Allen. Uh, I think right now he's a better defender than Naquin. I think he's a better hitter than Naquin. While Naquin might have more upside, I'm you know he's I, I I'm all in on Allen. He's a you know a switch hitter, uh, plus defender. Never saw the guy make a a bad break. All the times I watched him in the minors. I always thought there's a potential starter there, real borderline with the bat, but I thought the defense might be enough to carry him. And I know he's an odd choice for the fifth spot, but right now he's just the, I think he would be the steadiest bat of this kind of next group of hitters. In the sixth spot, I'm putting Jake Bowers, the young left fielder. It hasn't gone great this year. Um, They had him batting three on opening day, um, I'm a big Bauer supporter, but I, I am just going to push him down the lineup a bit and make him uh, you know, have him there at six. So that leaves us with second base, shortstop, and catcher for our, our final three spots. So hitting seventh, I'm going to put Brad Miller. Yes, and he's going to be playing second base. He has not been—he's uh, been all right. He's actually the third most productive Indians hitter by OPS this year. Um, you know, he's—he's he's only 29. He had a, a good spring. He's working as a placeholder. I mean, he's not been great, but he—he gets—he's—he's—he's he's, he's a placeholder, and he's doing that better than you know a lot of the other placeholders that are currently on this team. Next, I would have Yu Chen Chang, and I would just put him at shortstop. Chang is old enough where if you're worried about him and the 40-man or service time manipulation, it's like I think it's a little ridiculous. He's going to turn 24 this, um, this summer. You have him for six years. Um, do you really care about age 31? Um, I mean, unless he becomes a star, that's not a big deal. And I, you know, I'm high on Chang compared to most, but I don't see a future star. He can be an above-average defender at short, who's going to have a low batting average, will walk, and have above-average power for the position. Um, keep that um counter going. Chang should be. He should be up by now. You know, he was down there with Stamets last year. He outperformed him. He's He has to be a better option. Maybe not quite as strong of a defender. And I'm fine with because of Stamets' defense and his um, running speed. I think he's a great backup. But as an everyday starter, it's just it doesn't work. Give Chang a chance. I, I need to print that and sell that as a shirt. Just, you know, instead of give Peace a chance, give Chang a chance. He, uh, he should be up there. He should be playing, and he should be at shortstop right now. And then I'm going to leave Roberto Perez in the nine hole. I know you typically want a little speed down there. Um, 
I I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, maybe Flip Chang and Perez if you if you really want someone who runs a little better. Perez uh, last year was statistically one of the worst hitters in baseball. He's continuing it this year. Uh, you know, it, he's a defender first. One of those guys who was never a big prospect, kind of put it together late, and you know his first year. I really got to work him as you know. I know. Uh, his first year and that second year, kind of maybe he overperformed a bit. He's I, he's going to be rough as an everyday starter. I I don't know what the Indians are going to do. He just you're looking at a guy through 800 major league at bats has been a 204 hitter, and while there's been some power, it's not enough. And while there is some walks, it's not enough. He's a really strong defender. He's a plus defender at catcher. He's a perfect backup, but they're starting him, and I would start him too at this point. Um, but they really need Haas to to kind of get it together this year in AAA and and force the issue because there aren't a lot of catching prospects in system, and you know they gave Perez that contract a few years ago and. He, it's a lot of money to pay relative to a backup. So it's, you know, ah, oh, there's another, you know, I'm going to duck. But uh, basically the long and short of it is, is right now they're in a position where with the lineup they're running, they're running a catcher and a shortstop that are near automatic outs, even when things are going well. And when you look at the rest of the team right now, things are not going well outside of two hitters. So my lineup is very similar. It's just I have more faith in Greg Allen, and I'd have uh, I'd give Chang a chance. This has been Jeff Ellis of Twenty Four Seven Sports on the Lockdown Indians podcast. Thank you to everyone who is dealing with all of my you knows and ums, and who is who are subscribing and listening every day. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I hope you'll keep listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever service you use. And go tribe. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.